Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So as you heard today, the church throughout the world celebrates the third and final festival of the church year. Pretty much, you've got Christmas, Easter, and Pentecost. It's to hear these words. Akumen, lalonton, adton, tais, emiritais, glossias, ta, megalia, tu, theu. I'll try to get Wir hören sie mit unseren Zungen die Gordon Titan Gottes reden. That's German, but I don't know it very well. Maybe one more time. Todos por igual los oimos proclamar en nuestra propia lengua las maravillas de Dios. I took three, four years of Spanish. But let's do the question. Do you feel with those words like an outsider? These are words, but they're frustrating to our ears. And so as the flag kind of symbolizes and helps us remember Memorial Day with the sacrifices to give freedom to this country, the miracle of Pentecost had signs of wind and fire witnessing to the freedom to be for all nations. It's to say of the gospel in our tongue. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And so maybe Pentecost lets us appreciate a little bit more about how the Bible was not written in English. It was written in Greek. It also was in German long before English. And so today we have some appreciation for Bible translators. But whatever it may be, we also have this famous radio broadcaster long ago. Many of you might remember him. I knew from my very early years, Paul Harvey. And he finished his news reports by ending each segment saying, now you know the rest of the story. And the rest of the story for Christians is to celebrate Pentecost. It is for the baptized to confess, I believe, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Pentecost comes embedded in the small catechism. You might have forgotten it, but it's right there in the third article of the explanation. We just finished that in confirmation. Uh-huh. What does this mean? Uh-uh. I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened his gift, sanctified and kept me in the one true faith. In the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens the whole Christian church on earth and keeps Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In these gray and latter days, hope arises from God. The Holy Spirit continues to communicate Christ for our peace and well-being and, yes, our salvation until he comes again in glory. And so there are only about 120 or so gathered in the name of Jesus on the day of Pentecost. It was a very small group. Far more, you see, came together to celebrate what was simply an important Jewish festival 
Next to Passover and the Feast of Booths, you had a big festival. It was called Pentecost. Everyone knew this day. It was about the first fruits of the fields. A grain offering to Yahweh, that's God, witnessing the land and the crop belonged to him. However, just as the Lord's Supper, you know from Holy Week, proclaimed a greater Passover, Jesus saw the bigger plans also to come out of Pentecost. He told his disciples before ascending, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. And so who could have guessed? The new first fruits came by grace from the Holy Spirit. Rather than fruits of earth being lifted up to heaven, the fruits of heaven rained down upon the people on earth. And so Pentecost shows God produces the only true spirit of communication. Now, there are plenty of ways to converse today, as you know, even to the point of AI and virtuality, you don't even know if you're talking to a real person. These ways have helped to break down barriers and made relationships of unheard ways in history. Worshiping the vast ways to communicate, though, we call that the media, can miss what God works alone by the Spirit. While the devil promotes confusion in the world, God's purpose is to communicate his love for sinners. And so he does this through the work of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's pretty consistent because he is God. And he does this through the law, as we say, and the gospel. And for all the languages present on Pentecost, everyone gave the same answer. They said, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. Whether they believe it or not, that's a whole different question. The fullness communicated belonged to the Father, having sacrificed his one and only Son for a sinful world, and everybody knew it on Pentecost. In an age of global communication, it remains with God to send his Holy Spirit. We kind of get up in the ways we communicate, but we better forget about the substance. And so the Lord does this. He produces a harvest in far-off lands, brings comfort to persecuted Christians that the Holy Spirit brings comfort to, to still believe in Jesus, and lets the word of truth speak against the deceptions and false spirits of our times. The miracle of hearing the gospel in their language is very amazing. But that did not mean faith. It actually brought some strife. The Holy Spirit mixes it up. Some sounded like they're a bunch of Lutherans. They said, what does this mean? Others, as you know, mocked, blaming the sinful nature of men and saying, oh, they're just a bunch of drunks. Faith never comes by a person's authority or will. Sinners naturally look at the life given by the gospel as a foreign thing 
and even a foolish thing to the ways of the world. This is why the work of the Holy Spirit always comes connected at last to the Word. God, the Holy Spirit, drove Peter. Think about all that's going on in Pentecost, all this the spectacles of wind and fire and speaking in tongues. And then Peter stands up. And of course, Peter doing this is by the work of the Holy Spirit. And he preaches. There's the first sermon, officially in the church, on Pentecost. And his words directed the confused and mocking, not to himself, but to the prophet Joel, the Old Testament. The basis for preaching Christ crucified and risen from the dead came from a witness that finally went back to the living word of God. And those who were in Jerusalem at that time cared about the word of God. They were Jewish Christians or Jewish Jews who believed the Old Testament. And here is how the Holy Spirit then convicted sinful hearts with concern for salvation. And Peter later applied the saving grace at the end of this very long sermon, you don't hear it, but he says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost reveals the Spirit offers a holy standard for communicating. 3,000 were baptized that very day. And we like the sound of those numbers especially in times of decline for the church. And yet, can we accept that this was not a miracle made by the hands of men, but the power of God's word that was at work? Some try to recreate Pentecost, emphasizing an extreme experience for people. Others run after a method as if we can unlock the Holy Spirit's power as if he has to submit to us. Many times, all those things end up as manipulations, sales pitches, and false promises. The Holy Christian and Apostolic Church exists simply because of the Holy Spirit. His standard rests on the Holy Scriptures. And since God desires is to speak, he speaks it clearly for the sake of sinners. Even Christ did not separate the Spirit from the Word, declaring in our Gospel reading, whoever believes in me, as the Scriptures has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. There is the Holy Spirit because of the Word. How well we communicate cannot compare to what God communicates. His Word is where we will find His Spirit And so like a prevailing language of a culture, the life-giving gospel prevails in the church according to the promise of God's word. So parents who are raising children, you have a high task to communicate the word to them. Good luck. But that kind of preaching in the home doesn't have to be a burden because it's the work of the Holy Spirit. So you read them Bible stories. You pray with them around the table, maybe using a small catechism as a tool to help guide the prayers. 
But all of it is not our strength or powers. It's just vehicles for the Holy Spirit to work through us. What poured out by the Holy Spirit was good news from the Father and the Son. Pentecost was the last great act of God that answered the cry of Moses. Did you catch that in the Old Testament? Moses saw the Spirit of God pour out and he said, would that the entire, that the entire Lord's people were prophets? That the Lord would put his Spirit on them? The law and its restrictions was never going to satisfy what only the gospel freely gave in Christ. Peter witnessed on Pentecost what the Holy Spirit delivered. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Good luck. You'll need the Holy Spirit and the grace that God works through his word to call upon God to know and trust his forgiveness for you to be able to live a Christian life in these days that the word will bring and the spirit that would guide us and finally to die a Christian death. To die in a way that does not see death but us dying in Christ alone. And so the Holy Spirit comes to remove that despair. To call upon Christ is to believe in him as received by that word. It means to hear preaching set upon the judgment and wrath of God against sinners. And Jesus Christ paid the penalty for the whole conflict that you're in by his suffering and death. And to those broken by that kind of a law who are weak and weary, the preaching of Christ's resurrection promises victory by forgiveness and salvation. Hope is to trust in his saving work, not any merit or worthiness and me. What is poured out in Christ alone also brings fruitfulness by the Spirit before life. Pentecost promises God does communicate all we need until Christ comes again in glory. What he speaks will not be taken back. This saving word goes out being life for the world. And the world cannot produce this. So don't follow the deceptions of the day. We're a production society. We take great pride in what all we can do and think up. But you're not going to outthink the Holy Spirit and how hard he works to turn all hearts and minds to repent and believe the gospel. So, as confusing and frustrating the times were for Lutheran fathers back in the day, God was at work as promised. They trusted the work of the Holy Spirit because they had the gospel. They knew that it's not my strength or powers. It will not be sin, death, and the devil that will take me captive, but Christ who has called upon me and held me safe through my baptism to call upon him. They write, For through the word and the sacraments, as through instruments, the Holy Spirit is given, and the Holy Spirit produces faith. Where? and when it pleases God and those who hear the gospel. You know, after the sermon, we don't do it today, but sometimes in the divine service, after that we have the offertory. We say that psalm, create, O Lord, a, a, a right spirit within me. Cast not your Holy Spirit from me. We are beggars 
Faith is not in your control, nor by your strength or powers. It's a gift. And the Holy Spirit brings it today on Pentecost for your good and brings it to your lives continually for us all. So those lines of communication of the word and sacraments will not change. That is your confidence. Good works and a witness that cannot be silent in a world that can be silenced, in a world that will not be silenced. But the Holy Spirit does speak for us. And so by speaking, God's first fruits from heaven spill out among the baptized into your lives. Good works and a witness. And so here's the thing. You're not outsiders. First, because you got a preacher who can speak in your own language. And you got the word of God written in your words that you can read. And there are still people today who do not have that privilege just to have that in their own tongue. Give thanks that you've gotten far more. The Holy Spirit continues to communicate Christ for you, your peace, and your well-being, and certainly your salvation. And so we pray on Pentecost, it be for many, many others. And that, my friends, on Pentecost, as they say, is the rest of the story. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we continue with the prayer of the church.